record. I'm Darcy Armstrong. And I'm Lauren Wobbly. We're just two animal enthusiasts looking for something to do during these crazy times. The real news, though important, can be a lot. So we're here to provide a break with short, silly stories about our favorite furry, scaly, feathery, and slimy friends. This is another breed of news. Well, hello, hello, once again. (laughs) So I was on Instagram and I saw a video. I don't know why I keep getting so many cat videos, probably with- Because the universe is telling you something. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, And I saw this video that reminded me of a conversation we were having, I'm pretty sure on this podcast a couple of weeks ago, about toilet training animals. Ah, yes. And the video was of somebody's process to toilet train her cat. Mm -hmm. So- The way this person did it was, it seemed like there was some product that she had that like- Was it like a little pan? Not really. It was more like a sheet that you put between your toilet, like this part part that gets flipped up and then like the like Mm -hmm. solid part of the toilet, like you put it in there and there's a Mm -hmm. hole in it. I guess you could say it's a pan. Sure, sure. Why not? And it had a hole in it. And then Mm -hmm. she had it surrounded with kitty litter. Okay. Like flush. And right. a little stool for the cat and the cat got onto the toilet and into the little pan and did its thing. <laughs> and then she said, you cut the hole bigger as the cat is more comfortable. Oh, that's clever. Yeah. And then it's, I don't think she, the, the person in the video, it didn't seem like they ever really got rid of the like little sheet entirely because like the cat still needed the hole to be a little bit smaller so that it could, mm. you know, not fall yeah, into not, the toilet, yeah. but it still is definitely mm-hmm. big enough that a human could use it with the, with the little cutout thing inside. Mm-hmm. But the cat in this video, I'll have to send it to you. I don't mm-hmm. know why, but it just looks so ashamed. I might've been reading yeah. too much into it, but like, I'm going to the bathroom. Why are you recording me? Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do with this? <laughs> thousands of years of evolution. And, uh, you know, I, I arguably am one of the like most interesting predators on planet earth. And yet here I am. So you can film your TikTok about me shitting in your toilet. Yep. I can honestly say I've yeah. only recorded something Granger is doing, going to the bathroom twice. And I've mm-hmm. only sent it to you and to my roommate. And that's it. I feel like, mm-hmm. cause she does like her Olympics when she goes to the bathroom, right? Like oh, yeah. flipping I, up into I, a handstand to get like, to be able to pee on the snow banks yeah. or like being in the middle of the cool. road. Or I think when I sent you is when she was like, she sniffed some flowers and then she like turned around and just shit on them. And I took a video. Yeah. Of that. Yeah, it's it's poopy parkour. Um, right, she right. has to have a challenge in it for some silly reason. But right. So, but besides yeah. that, like even that is a violation. A part of me was like, I shouldn't be doing this, but uh, I don't know. It made me chuckle. Yeah, I don't know. Is it? You know, maybe it's a good investment trying to potty train the cat to use the toilet. Uh, I still don't know. Like you know. I feel like there's still a recommendation out there against necessarily doing that because cats like their fecal matter carries certain bacteria and stuff like that. But hmm. I don't know. The toilet's a toilet's a toilet. Just, I don't know. Um, I'm really bad about I know that toilet. I would have patience for this training. Um, you know, God knows. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, that's my exciting stuff. Nice. So, uh, I saw you sent me a video, but I was 
you know, just woke up from um, my nap. Was, so I didn't it was a good dog. Um, I, I don't know if it's an edited video on Reddit, but uh, this dog was doing like some crazy little dance move, like legitimately looked like it was doing either karate or like a hip hop dance move. Um, I'm watching it now. Oh my gosh. It does look like it's dancing yeah. life away. Yeah. How did, how, 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 but um, <laughs> that's so cute. It's mm-hmm. like a little tap dance. Yeah. Like a little, yeah. Tap dance. Um, have you heard? Okay. So this is not either of my, you know, news stories for the week, but because it's not really like a, it's not really funny or happy and B, I feel like there's still not a whole lot of info about it, but like, you see this drama with a uh, major Biden. How yes, uh, yeah, I've been well, following that. For, it's been going on for a while. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, basically they ended up sending the dogs to the uh, family home in Delaware or something like that. But um, I the reason I bring it up is because uh, I have been on a bit of a kick lately while I'm at work. Of you know, usually I listen to podcasts all day, and. Yeah, like I don't know like the last month I've just been really into watching like stuff like videos on Instagram and a lot of them being like political commentary videos um you know trying to keep up with the news and whatnot and well mostly watching people try and rip Republicans apart I guess is what it actually is but anyways that's that's not going to go into the ways that I distract myself at work but um so I was watching this uh this political commentator discussing um he likes to like discuss the news briefings that they do at the white house and he was <laughs> going on about like okay i don't know what is going on with you know our news core in the country if they just like are struggling to come up with like heavy hitting questions to ask the biden administration you know or you know because we, we just are getting a lot of emphasis on like dr seuss right now and you know things that probably don't need our full attention or need to be asked of Jen Psaki, the uh, press secretary of the White House. But um, so this guy who's, you know, reviewing this, uh, you know, uh, press release, um, was going on about like, well, they've stooped to a new low um, because, you know, we just keep seeing constant questions being asked about the White House dogs and even the White House cat, White House cat, and just you know, is this what what uh, our press briefings have come to is that, you know, Jen Psaki has to tell us. It, it was crazy because, like, I think the reporter in question from Fox News was asking her, like, can we have your explicit assurance that Major Biden will not be euthanized for his involvement with this biting incident or something, you know, very overly dramatic and just like <laughs> clearly, clearly a question set up to you know, make any viewer think like, oh my God, they're talking about putting the dog down. <laughs> it's like, that's obvious. That was not probably ever on the table. I've um, never seen anybody saying something like that. God, fuck. And of course, the worst. This, you know, the press secretary, Jen Psaki is just like, oh, another dog question. Wow. Huh. Guys really uh, interested in that. And, you know, she has to like, you know, talk down to like the, the toddler news reporter of like, the dog is fine as far as I know. Um, I think it just went back to the home in Delaware. I don't know anything about this cat. Can we please get back to discussing the COVID relief bill? <laughs> just, I don't know. I had to bring it up because I'm like, you know, when I was watching this like little tidbit, uh, it made me realize like, 
another awesome job opportunity if there was such a job for this thing. Like, this is what I would want to do. I would want to be the the presidential pets. Yeah, I would be the pets secretary. That sounded funnier in my head. I like like it. Than it did out loud. But um, at any rate, I, I realized like, you know, it, because this like commentator uh, was going on about like, really, we can't be discussing like, you know, uh, like the border situation or, you know, these other important things. He's like, we had to find out if there's going to be a cat or not. And of course I was like, well, I mean, to be fair, I am genuinely interested in this news of like, what's happening with the dogs? What's going on with this supposed cat that has not shown it? What's happened is, you know, we had four years of no pets, presidential yeah. pet news. And now Nothing like, this wasn't. is it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, my, my standards are quite low, but uh, yeah, it just made me realize like, huh, I could do that. I could be <laughs> press secretary every podcast we come up with another job to add to your list um how how do i get that job i haven't the foggiest um you know i i I don't know do i just maybe a letter job Um, would be is running their instagram like their social media accounts oh i'd love that oh my god yes like they're pretty adorable oh yeah but, what uh, a world I, we live in. That I just got a kick out of it. And it made me realize, like, you know, there are people out there who are genuinely, like, you know, wondering, like, well, dog bit, you know, White House staff, what happens to dog? <laughs> like, you know, yes, I am genuinely concerned about, like, you know, COVID relief and, uh, you know, um, foreign affairs, all that kind of, you know, I'm trying to be a more politically in, informed human, but uh, I also just, you know, I'm a sucker for uh, people's pets news and, uh, yep. and the uh, White House dogs are uh, no the list right now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. well, do you want to get started with one of your stories? yeah i mean (laughs) i love how i said like this isn't really one of my stories but i have to bring it up and then blather on strong opinions about it oh my foot is really itchy i'm sorry if i'm giving you like vertigo by moving your computer around oh that's okay uh let's see here so these are just some fun little tidbits um i keep using that word must be one of those days uh so uh both of these uh Articles I found on live science or live science still haven't figured out which it's supposed to be, but uh, you know, it's a great little website for um, science news, you know, uh, and I like it because they, uh, they, they do a good job of combining both actual data and like research and, and, you know, reporting on that, but also making it uh, readable to someone such as myself who struggles with large words and, uh, scientific concepts um so it's a great little place and they always have lots of good animal uh tidbits god dang it (laughs) you're gonna have to start can someone say yeah you're gonna have to keep tally because clearly i have a fixation on that today at any rate um so i'll just jump right into it Meerkats seem to rejoice when zoo visitors return after lockdown. I love meerkats or groundhogs 
or prairie dogs or any of those little critters. Ground oh dweller creature. Uh, Ooh, so this I think we talked about it by, last time. Uh, Keep going. This uh, this was written by Patrick Pester, um, and uh, the uh, sub tagline to this says "Penguins just carried on as normal," which is. Um, one of the, like like fifty percent of the reason why I wanted to share this is just <laughs> um, the statements about penguins being ambivalent. They can't get excited um, for nothing. Yeah. So uh, you know, with I mean, it's basically been an entire year that we have been living in this COVID world uh, madness, uh, if you will. And uh, in that time, a lot of things have changed. Uh, you know, our access to certain public institutions, such as zoos. Um, however, it has given us a nice opportunity to, uh, like, see um, inner like zoo animal interactions that we wouldn't normally get to see. I think otherwise, like for example, the the, the penguins at the shed aquarium just bandying about the halls and uh, getting to visit the other um, animals there. And, uh, you know, just lots of like interesting enrichment, I think, for the zoo animals, which is very important because they are not just- Their lives are incredibly boring. boring. They're they're alive creatures and uh, they shouldn't just be there for our entertainment. You know, I'm a big fan of zoos serving a purpose. So such as uh, conservation or rehabilitation but anyways none of that has anything to do with this um in south africa yes so in south africa you know they i can't really remember when their lockdown occurred initially but um you know they clearly had their crap together better than us and eventually lifted the lockdown so uh when humans decided to take their trips to the zoo in South Africa after lockdown lifted, uh, the African penguins couldn't have cared less. Shocking. Um, according to a new study. Uh, meanwhile, the bubbly meerkats, which is, I guess, a word I never would have thought to apply to them, but actually seems applicable. Seems um, very fitting. Yeah, they are always kind of bubbling up from the ground. Um, (laughs) But anyway, so the meerkats at um, a zoo in the UK, okay, suddenly we're jumping to the UK, I'm not sure why, but uh, they seemed very excited to have humans returning um, to the zoo. So uh, the species in in question is a slender-tailed meerkat, uh, Suricata Suricata. Oh, that's weird. Huh got the same name twice. Anyway, um, so they interacted pretty positively with humans uh, once they uh, came to visit the exhibits. Um, African penguins, which, <laughs> oh boy, and get ready for some Latin. It's Schwenkdis? No, that can't be right. Schwenkdis? Demersis. You said you like this live science because yeah, it made um, things easy to pronounce. No, I didn't say that. I said they do a nice mixture of having this kind of data, but then also having funny puns and uh, and uh, you know you know clever headline. Yeah, I'd also okay. make the argument that you don't need to read the Latin names. All you have to do is say penguin and a meerkat. Yes, but I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to at least follow through you don't with need what to I overachieve. Yeah. Okay. So at any rate, penguins were like, whatevs. I guess you assholes are back. Um, <laughs> so the researchers um, at uh, 
this zoo in the UK. Uh, now I'm kind of confused because they reference a zoo in South Africa, but also one in the UK. So maybe it was like a dual study. But at any rate, um, they were looking at the behavior of animals uh, before and after zoos reopening in oh, these two locations. I'm um, trying to learn how lockdown affected them, which I find is very interesting because, you know, I, I guess I had never taken into account a certain level of enrichment that animals might get from having humans on the other side of the glass. I don't know. Um, but uh, at any rate, they uh, published the results in March's issue of Applied Animal Behavior Science, which I need to get a, a subscription to. But um, so this is a quote from Ellen Williams, who is a lecturer on animal behavior. Uh, she says, we, ca we can't say what the animals were feeling, but the positive behaviors that we observed, for example, positive social interactions amongst each other and positive human-animal interactions, suggest that the return of visitors was a positive and engaging experience for the meerkats. Uh, so ain't that fun. Um, so, uh, Did you ever watch Lion King one and a half? I have not seen it in like the oh, many, many years it so, is so been good. available. Never Wait, got around. And am I thinking of the right one? Yeah, it is Lion King one and a half. Uh, Lion King two. Yeah. And it, it's surprising I've never watched it because I know that it's loosely based on uh, the actual theatrical play Rosencrantz and Guildenstern are dead, which is the tale of oh. Hamlet told from the perspective of two of Hamlet's buddies. Oh, um, it's very clever, okay, okay. very clever, very absurdist. Uh, you'd think it'd be right up my alley then to watch an animated movie that basically parodies it, but never got around to it. It's absolutely hilarious. And the reason I'm mentioning it is because you see more of Timon's like story. And so a meerkat. There are lots of meerkats in it. And there's this great, great song that they sing about like dig a tunnel, dig, dig a tunnel. And when you're through, that's you what that's from. Yes, and then it's like quick before the hyenas come, and they're like all popping their heads up, and they're like Clea. It's just I, I love it so I don't much. Know what that was like from Dora the Explorer or something I like have that. No clue, oh, but I wow. think that's where my love of meerkats came was very early Lion King, and then cemented from Lion King one and a half. Do you remember that TV show that followed the meerkats around? Mm. Loved that one. Couldn't watch it too much. But if anything cats? actually happened to the meerkats. My life shattered. Wait, but the Boomafu? No. Oh, um, this is a real documentary. <laughs> yeah, it's a real thing that would follow the meerkat oh, okay. families. Hmm. Meerkat TV show. Uh, meerkat Manor. That's what it was. Oh yes, I've heard of it. Don't Four seasons. Them. They're adorable. I'm telling you, meerkats, prairie dogs. They have my heart in a, such a special way. Every now and then, like when Granger's fur kind of comes up like this she kind of pokes her head up sometimes and we call her a little meerkat mm, she's you know yeah, meerkats are great yeah so uh at any rate these uh meerkats uh like the way that they determined like oh they like humans again um was uh observing some of their uh more positive associated behaviors so like playing and grooming with each other um they were more alert when visitors returned, spent longer time in parts of their enclosure. Actually, this part I don't get because it specifies they were, however, also more alert once visitors returned and spent longer in parts of their enclosure farthest from visitor viewing areas compared with during lockdown. So it's, hmm. it's 
the uh what is it the introverted extrovert <laughs> no, the extroverted introvert I don't know like the I want to social but I'm afraid I don't remember how right now <laughs> yeah and of course the bank the penguins behaved the same regardless of whether there were visitors at their zoo suggesting they didn't care much either way um, which is not surprising. I mean, that's um, how the penguins acted when we went to the zoo. They're just oh, like, yeah. in their little alcove, just like, whatever. I like, I can't bother to, you know, swim in front of you, for God's mm-hmm. sake. Mm-hmm. It's now technically winter, get out of my face. Yep. <laughs> um, so at any rate, like, basically they were just, you know, did this study and determined, like, oh, the meerkats might have been sad. Uh, the penguins probably didn't give two shits because you know well I imagine it's a lot easier to take a penguin on a little field trip around the zoo or the aquarium than it would be to take a meerkat that's true I don't know maybe maybe, you know it's just unfair um advantage to the penguins and that's why the meerkats seemed especially keen on uh visitors but uh I wonder if they're like if they ever do take some of the animals out to like go look at the other animals like how the animals in the cage feel. <laughs> like, yeah, Bob video. gets to get out of his cage and I have to yeah. stay in here. Well, there was a video circulating like last March or April in which they had like- Yeah, yeah, yeah. Multiple species, but I can't really remember which ones they decided to take out. Um, I think one of them was like a capybara, which doesn't surprise me because capybaras are- I like, have a vague memory of that. I don't know. The rodent community because they just seem so chill and unfazed. Yeah, it was penguins. Animals. Okay. Yeah, yeah. No, it's penguins. And I don't know. Maybe I'm remembering a different video in which they brought a bunch of like rescue puppies to the zoo. Oh my gosh. Like, the animals featured in the zoo could like see the puppy. I don't know. Um Oh, this is interesting. There was a BBC article that was published May 1st of 2020 that says animals in zoos lonely without visitors. So, you know, goes off of that. The penguins go on a field trip around the Chicago Aquarium. That's what it is. This is what I remember saying. I've been keeping abreast with the various um, zoo Facebook pages throughout the pandemic because often they are posting like really great videos of their penguins going on actual like trips to the woods. Wow. I just sent Mike this video of, um, I can't remember which zoo it was, but they took the the resident penguins on a field trip to, um, there's like a museum of the show Friends. Like it's, it's not like this, the old set of Friends, but it's like a reproduction set of the sets from friends and like um for some reason they were like let's take some penguins there I'll have well to send because it. marcel they're probably a big fan of uh marcel and so they're gonna want to see the sets if they can Mar- marcel the marsupial no that's not right he was a monkey, monkey. He, was, he was a monkey yeah um well, I found the the article that I remember getting circulated around, so I'll, I'll link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's kind of ironic that you picked a story like, of um, humans having a positive um, association with animals because 
Mine is, it's a crazy story. And I want to preface it that it's like, I'm going to say the title and we might want to laugh at it, but it's really not that funny. Um, but it's just like such a wild story about how humans really can just fuck up nature. Um, yes. So it's not particularly silly or heart lifting, heart, heart or uplifting. That's what I'm trying to say. But it's just like, man, how can this actually be true? So this is from IFL Science. Um, the article was written uh, in March by, oh, where did it go? Well, I'll find his name, by James Felton. Um, and the, the headline is Cocaine Bear. The true story of a bear that ate 70 pounds of cocaine. So I'm going to tell you right now, the bear is no longer alive. Clearly nothing would survive this. Um, and the reason I found this article was because Elizabeth Banks is making a movie about this, this weird, weird story. So I'm just going to take you through it part by part. Um, and just like grab some popcorn and sit back because man, it's wild. I mean, it's so, probably a good thing to preface this by telling me the bear did not survive yes, because like yes. now I can like at least, I don't know, not get my hopes up, but oh. So our story starts uh, the morning of September 11th, 1985 in Kentucky. So this guy comes out, I'm assuming to get his morning newspaper um, and just like on his driveway is a dead body of a man um, who has a parachute attached to him and he's wearing a bulletproof vest, night vision goggles, has some guns and around $14 million, uh, worth of cocaine. What? So, um, basically the, the guy calls the police and it turns out that this body is a guy named Andrew Thornton, the second who was a paratrooper and a narcotics officer. Um, and he became like embroiled in the drug world and became a parachuting drug smuggler. So um, basically they figured out what happened was he was in his plane. He jumped out of his plane. He was the only person in this plane. So yes, that I'm sure you're questioning that. So he let his plane just like crash in the woods in Kentucky. Um, he jumped very, his, uh, inconspicuous. <laughs> yep. He jumped from his plane with all of his gear and clearly something went wrong in the descent and uh, he was killed on impact. Um, and so, no, I'm sorry. His plane ended up in Georgia. So the plane is found and about three months later, there was a black bear discovered near where the plane had crashed and okay. it had deceased and about 40 bags of cocaine oh opened, were consumed by him. Um, obviously he passed Poor away baby. from that because humans are the worst. Um, baby. He probably yeah. thought it was powdered sugar. He mm. thought he was a jogger? No, I, I said he probably thought it was powdered sugar. <laughs> oh, probably he wanted to put it on top of his waffles. Yeah, yeah. So that's like, you know, humans, we do horrible things. And then it makes, you know, has its repercussions in nature in ways that you would never expect. So like, that's one part of the story. Uh -huh. 
Um, here, I'm going to share my screen with you. And again, this will be in the show notes so other people can see it. So this bear, here he is, was, um, you know, studied and all of that. And people, someone along the way decided to taxidermy it. Oh, I see. (laughs) And this bear was moved, like sold in a pawn shop. And then maybe you know who this is. Waylon Jennings, a country oh, yeah. music person. That's not um, surprising at all. <laughs> okay, so she owned the bear for a while. Um, and then from there, it some fa- super rich guy owned it in Las Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. And like some owner of uh, like a Chinese medicine shop ended up buying it after that and it was in his shop. <laughs> it's like this poor bear. It's just like, being shuffled from spot to spot. It's killed by drugs, then turned into a stuffed animal, and then no one wants to keep him. Nope. And then eventually in 2016, some like Kentucky organization tracked the bear down um, because they wanted it to return to Kentucky, you know, the site of where all this happened, even though this bear was in Georgia. So I didn't quite get that. Um, So now... You can see the bear at the Kentucky Fun Mall in North Lexington. Um, and I'm assuming that's where the picture I showed you is from. There's a lot of things in there I would not describe as fun. No, I don't really, I didn't look too much into that, but if anything is called a fun mall, I hesitate to wonder. Anyway, so this is the story that Elizabeth Banks is going to turn into a movie. Not entirely sure why. I hope it's more of a social commentary than trying to be comedic. As much as I love Elizabeth Banks, it's not exactly a ha 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 story. Also, like you know, it, 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 if it's like a, I don't know. When when you initially said she was involved in this story somehow, I was like, oh, probably this bear had like a crazy life and then ended up with like a cocaine dealer and then ate the cocaine dealers drugs and like it's very sad and but it'll be a movie about the bear's journey but obviously it's not about the bear's living journey so Mm -hmm. has anybody Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know how successful a film would be about like this taxidermied object no I think there's a broader broader commentary also on like this bear does not deserve to be like up for our entertainment like like in this picture he looks like he has some sort of gold chain around his neck a kentucky hat on him like this was a majestic creature that's just it gives me the ics but i think yeah it's uh like i said and it 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 has lots of twists and turns and it's not the can you imagine being the guy who just wants to go out and get his paper sit and have his coffee before he's got to go to his terrible job and what do you find in your driveway you find literally like a black ops like i i, I call of duty esque yep. yep. i don't know situation and it, like, i mean i think that's the most interesting part of the story that sounds like the beginning of a james bond movie from yeah. there it kind of spirals out of control that's when you like look around yourself and you're like is this <laughs> Am I Where's Ashton Kutcher? Am I being punked? <laughs> um, but oh man, that poor bear! Like I can only imagine like how terrifying his final moments of life would have been. Yeah. Just like I as a kite, just like chatty Kathy. I, I don't know what what the other cocaine stereotypes are. That would well, I feel like 
again, this is not the normal tone for the podcast, but I do feel like we need to put a plug in out there for the masks, the disposable masks that people are wearing. Like make sure you are throwing them away because A, not recyclable. B, like I was just reading an article about the masks here in Madison, like how much of them are going to end up in our water system that um, when they're not thrown away properly, but also cut the ear pieces because the loops get caught on animals. So Mm -hmm. it might seem like a small thing, uh, but it can make a big difference in keeping our, you know, favorite furry and fuzzy and slimy and scaly and feathery, all of the ones we say, keep them safe. Our actions have consequences and animals don't deserve to suffer. And now I'm off of my soapbox. There was a puppy who almost died because he ate a face mask. Oh, no. It was one of those stories that I was like, can I tell this on the podcast? So one of my coworkers was telling me that she had to get her dog to like throw up because she was in the bathroom. You know, your underwear's down. (laughs) the dog ate her underwear but I'm like how did you like how fast did this happen how fast did this happen that you're literally like sitting there she's like laughing the dog is okay but it's like what oh my god what is happening (laughs) oh that's awful that is happening well that my dad's dog growing up would eat my grandma's underwear which makes sense like underwears have such a strong scent would also eat crayons and leave like little colorful ploppings in the backyard (laughs) crayons are at least crunchy you could persuade yourself it tastes good going down i don't know animals are weird they do enough weird stuff on their own let's not give them even more like situations for something to happen yeah absolutely um well, I I have a little tit. Uh, okay, that has got to be twenty times. No tidbit. I am forbidden from ever uttering that word again. Um, so I have a little snippet. I guess sure. that's a different word. Um, from live science as well. If you would like a distraction from the sad. Sure. Bear let's t- end on a more positive note. Yeah. Again, this is a pretty short one, but uh. Again, the headline just really just made me, it's a, it's a knee slapper if I could say so. But, uh, um, so this, uh, comes from, uh, live science, uh, written by Nicoletta Lenice, um, relatively very recent article as of four hours ago. Um, Arctic walrus takes a nap on an iceberg, wakes up in Ireland. Huh. Which uh, kind of how I felt yesterday when <laughs> I fell asleep in the afternoon and woke up and it was almost 7 p.m. Uh, thanks daylight savings. May- hey, maybe that's what happened to this poor walrus. He just got better to get so dark out. Biological clock got screwed up, but uh, a walrus spotted on an Irish beach yesterday may have floated there from the Arctic Circle after falling asleep on an iceberg. A five-year-old girl who was walking with her father spotted the blubbery newcomer. Uh, this young girl named uh, Marianne, I think. It's an Irish name, so it's got some vowels in it. But uh, so Marianne, she was walking with her dad and she pointed out the walrus. Her dad, whose name is Alan Houlihan. So get this. Th- that would make the girl's name Marianne Houlihan, which I just. How do you spell this girl's name? Okay, so we got M U I R 
E-A-N-N. Huh. I'm going to look up how to pronounce it. You keep going. Anyway, um, so they were walking along uh, Valencia Island in County Kerry. Um, she said, well, her dad said, I thought it was a seal at first. And then we saw the tusks. He kind of jumped up on the rocks. He was massive. He was about the size of a bull or a cow, pretty similar in size. He's big, big. Um, <laughs> so uh, I, I definitely, you know, with the attached photo, it's not the photo of the actual walrus, but, uh, you know, it doesn't give you the proper scale to uh, understand just how hefty these creatures are. So yeah, Mr. Houlihan uh, definitely paints it quite clearly to me. Um, but uh, so they, th these kinds of walruses typically live near the Arctic circle so that they can sh hunt for shellfish and the shallow water there. And then they go up onto the icebergs and the beaches to, you know, sleep and sunbathe. Um, they hardly ever pop up along the Irish shoreline. And I don't exactly know I don't know. I'd have to look at a map to see, like, what is the actual distance between the Arctic Circle and, like, say, like, the outer reaches of, you know, the Isles there. But um, I imagine it's a bit of a distance. Uh, so uh, at any rate, um, so this walrus who washed up on Valencia Island, uh, he appeared to be pretty young based on, uh, and they, they tell that apparently by the length of the animal's tusks. Um, so yada, 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 how long he is. Um, so a researcher, uh, Kevin Flannery said that I'd, I'd say what happened is he fell asleep on an iceberg and drifted off. And then he was gone too far out into the middle mid Atlantic or somewhere like that down off Greenland, possibly. He could also be an Island hopping or he could also be island hopping and went to Iceland and then on to Shetland, but that's pretty This unlikely. walrus is traveling more than I have in a year. He's a globetrotter. I've never gone outside of, you know, this country and man, I don't, you know, I feel like I don't have as many excuses as maybe a walrus does for, you know, not leaving their habitat, but uh, look at him. He's doing better than I am. But uh, at any rate, um, so this would have been like thousands of miles that this walrus traveled, albeit whether that was while sitting on an iceberg or if he actually swam it. So at any rate, he was very hungry and exhausted by the time he got to Ireland. Um, but uh, luckily there are scallops around that little island there. So I love a good uh, scallop. Up and then go back to the Arctic. Um, so Houlihan, the uh, father, said that the walrus gave him and his daughter a bit of a show, um, which I took to mean he's showing off his genitals or something, but apparently not. Um, <laughs> so Houlihan says- He's been a G. It's, yeah, it's brilliant. He was sitting on the rock now, kind of posing. At one stage there, he threw up a fin and it looked like he was giving us all the birdie. <laughs> and yes, I'd like to think that this walrus was like, where the hell am I? Like, oh, flag down a taxi to go home. Like, this is our fault. This is humanity's fault because, like, probably this would not normally happen, except for climate change being a tremendous factor here, in which we are seeing like 
massive sheets of ice just breaking off from the Arctic, going all over the place, melting, rising seas. Porn that needs to be the name of this episode. It's all humans' fault. That's kind of a theme for all of these stories. Uh, you know. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I, I I bet he probably, you know, and walruses, I feel like, are not exactly known to be um, pleasant creatures. Uh, you know, they're always fighting and screaming. Um, so Houlihan was probably right. He probably was getting the finger. But I just it's on my weird. quick research, I'm pretty sure the way this daughter would be pronouncing, have her name pronounced would be Murin or Murin. Just so you All know. right, I guess it doesn't rhyme then, but I still like Murian Houlihan <laughs> or Murian Houlihan. Uh, I desperately hope that is her name. Well, next Bearded Dragon you get, make sure you give her. it a rhyming name. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah. Well, I hope uh, that a year from now we can uh, all be like this walrus, island hopping, eating scallops. Oh man, Probably yes. shouldn't, you know, throw up your middle finger to people who annoy you because we don't want that horrible stereotype about how Americans are super rude being, but you could do it in the privacy of your own, like wherever you're staying. But uh, I would not recommend falling asleep on things that are movable objects. I feel like that's the takeaway. Yes. Other than, you know, humans are, you know, causing all the problems. Other than that, it's watch where you sleep. (laughs) So watch where you sleep. Humans are the worst. Except for the meerkats. It seems like meerkats are pro-human. I don't know. Uh, I mean, but did we put them in that position by taking them from their homeland and putting them on display and we applaud them? We like- But they're so cute. Smile at them. We sometimes- find a version of Gigi, a picture of Gigi looking like a meerkat and send it your way so that you can see what I mean. It's awfully cute. Oh, well, there we go. That's another episode. Yeah. We laughed a little. We cried a little. Mm-hmm. I feel like we went through a good roller coaster of emotions. Absolutely. Um, well, thank sure- you, everyone, for listening once again. Hope you yes, all are Yes, doing cut that. those masks if you have disposable ones that yeah, you're disposing you know, of. Or reusable, great option. Um, That's also a great option. I, uh, you know, lots of cute ones on Etsy. Uh, support you, and simultaneously, then you get to help support small businesses. So, but I found uh, a meerkat, and I even labeled it "little meerkat." Here we go. Oh well, goodness. bye everyone. Thanks for listening. Yep. See you all again next week. Sounds good. Take care. <laughs>